moms with aspiration, moms are inspirations, moms in circulation, moms at their workstations. They make a nation, this is a mom nation. Hey moms, Katie here with More Than a Mom. My lovely co-host Beth unfortunately cannot be with us today, but that's okay because I have two super cool moms that um, are awesome as far as their industries and really are a great resource for this question that we got earlier this week. Um, this mom writes in and her name is Barb. And her question is, is I'm not in love with my husband anymore. Everything annoys me. I don't want him to look at me, touch me, talk to me. I think I want to separate, but I have no idea. I'm so lost. And I know that there's a lot of moms out there going through the same thing and have the same question. So I brought together two professionals. Dana, would you introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Dana Lamb, and my company is Fun Fantasy Ritual, and we are all about creating mystery, surprise, and adventure in your romantic relationships. And awesome. Carla? My name is Carla Lamb. I am a family law attorney with the law offices of Daniel Rodriguez. Awesome. Welcome, ladies. So we're going to kind of get into this question with like a two-part answer. And I wanted both of these ladies who work in two different industries here for a reason, because I feel like this particular woman, Barb, or this mom, she's, she's lost. Maybe separation isn't the way to go. Maybe that's not the route. And maybe Dana can offer some tips, um, some stories, some background, some you know, feedback testimonials from couples that she's worked with that perhaps have gotten over this hump. What do you think, Dana? Oh, thanks so much. I, it's interesting that this topic came up right now because while I've, Marty and I have an amazing, great relationship and we are committed to once a month, we always plan at least one surprise date for the other. And that kind of fills up the emotional bank account. But I myself, um, now I didn't feel as Barb did. I know, um, in wanting separation, but I felt that even though we have this great relationship, that there was like something missing, like that passion or that chemistry. And I was telling one of my girlfriends about it, and she actually recommended this really amazing book. It's called The Four Noble Truths of Love. It's Buddhist wisdom for modern relationships. And it, it actually put things into perspective for me that, um, you know, love affairs are different than a relationship. And maintaining a long-term relationship, you know, it does take work and there's going to be ebbs and flows where one moment you may love your partner completely and passionately and other moments you may want them to move out or go away. You know, you may want that separation. And so I think it really depends on, you know, I guess the level of separation without knowing um, what's going on a little more in this relationship, if it's, if it's something that's salvageable, but I can get, if it is salvageable, I do have some, some tips for that. Awesome. So, uh, a couple would be that I think uh, hopefully both, both people, uh, in the relationship want to, uh, work on it or connect and not, um, end things. And I think that's a lot easier if you have one person who doesn't think there's anything wrong with a relationship, um, that does make it a little bit cha more challenging, but you can 
still do things on your, I think on your own without somebody else. We always say, you know, change comes from within. We can't change other people, but sometimes changing our actions and our behaviors and thoughts and feelings can actually cause a shift in a relationship or another person. Um, One of the quotes from this book, which I thought was interesting is if you want to be happy, think of others. And if you want to be unhappy, think of yourself. And there's a lot in that, but one of the things that we get with fun fantasy ritual is one of the partners. And a lot of times it's the husband or the wife will say, I don't think my husband will plan a surprise date, or I don't think that they will participate in this. And so I think this quote from the book is really great because, okay, maybe your husband won't plan one surprise date a month for you, but you could still plan one surprise date for him. And, or the, or the opposite, or maybe your wife won't participate, you know, in that case, one person, what if you made that effort for three months, you actually put thought of your partner and tried to fill up that emotional love bank account. And what if it did cause a shift in your relationship? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm hearing the biggest, biggest, most important thing is though, both parties need to be committed to this. Yes. Yes, definitely. I mean, if somebody else isn't willing to um, put any work or or effort into it, and and unfortunately, um, Carla might attest to that is, you know, a lot of times there there is one, or I shouldn't say a lot of times, I don't want to generalize, but sometimes um, one person may want to work on the relationship and the other person doesn't until until the one person says, I want a divorce. Then the person right. is like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they're scrambling to do something. And that's why we started Fun Fantasy Ritual. And we work with therapists, um, emotion, a couple of emotionally focused therapists. And one of them, Dr. Lisa Gold, had said to us that, you know, a lot of her clients, even when you're going to counseling and therapy, so they, they're both willing to work on their relationship. They're doing all the work and they forget to have fun. So she really loves um, Fun Fantasy Ritual and creating, making sure that you're having fun and taking time for yourself as a couple. Do you have any couples that you know of, you know, whether in your professional circle or in your personal circle that maybe have been at this point before and then have gone the route of, well, you know, let's try and keep it together. Let's try and bring the spark Mm -hmm. back. Do you have any particular stories like that, that were successful? Yes. And uh, well, I have I have one um, that is recent that isn't necessarily they were on the verge of of splitting up, but they were just really existing and going through the motions. They had been married for 15 years and the wife wasn't really sure if her husband would participate, but she did all the planning. She seemed to put all the effort into it. And she just asked him, she said, would you be willing to do this for three months? We call it our FFR challenge. And it's where for three months, each person commits to planning one surprise date a month for each other and just putting effort into what and doing, doing something for their partner. And, and so they, they actually did do this and and put some time into it. And at the end of the three months, she um, let us know that she wasn't sure how just planning one surprise date a month enhanced their relationship, but it brought them closer together. They were more connected for one. She was completely impressed and surprised that her husband you know, actually planned all three dates for her. And she said that it 
it made her, it reminded her why she fell in love with her husband in the first place. And so I'm sure Barb in this instance, I mean, there was a time that she felt connected to her husband and she felt love. And so my belief is if you've had that in the past, um, there are ways to get that in the, in, you know, I think currently. So if both parties again are, are willing to participate. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Is there anything that you offer, you know, with Fun Fantasy Ritual or just just personally can suggest in the way of counseling, but more so in figuring out how to communicate with one another um, so that you have appropriate expectations of your partner? Because I don't know, I know so many mm-hmm. couples that I just, you know, obviously I don't get involved, but I just take a step back and I'm like, wow, these have way different expectations of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is something, you know, relationships are not are not stable. They're honestly unstable, but we I think we all believe, oh, we're going to we put so much effort into meeting that person and falling in love and then we get married and we think, oh, well now everything's settled and it's going to be easy going after that and that's just not the way life is. So I think you're right. I think a lot of couples have unrealistic expectations of each other and what a relationship a long-term relationship is. And so we do have to let go of that. And I think therapy, I have a great relationship and we go to a therapist, like not, you know, maybe once a month, once every couple of months, um, we just have kind of a standing appointment because, um, and we might even go, Oh, do you want to cancel the appointment? Because things are so good. We don't really need it. And then something will come up in therapy. And so we really like emotionally focused therapist. And it's based on a book called Hold Me Tight by Sue Johnson. So that's some, that's a place you can start is either getting, if you don't like to read, get an audio, the audio book. Um, I also like the four noble truths of love. That's, that's been, that's a really great book on relationships. So that's one place you can start in between, you know, seeing some type of therapist who can really, um, you know, who's impartial, who can see, and it's not about sides, but it's more about seeing if they might be able to connect you and bring you together. Because I think communication is the biggest reason relationships fail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's sad sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, um, to, to realize that it just came down to like things ended because it just came down to a miscommunication. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I agree that somebody has an expectation along with the expectation of somebody wants somebody to act a certain way or do a certain thing, but they never really verbalized it to them. And one of the things I love about emotionally focused therapy is they really talk about using your childlike voice, your, you know, is you can't, and you can't use negative things like anger, because what is anger really? If you drill it down, it's you hurt my feelings. You know, it it wasn't really anger. It was, and if somebody's angry with you, can you get close to them? I mean, you don't want to, no, you want to push yourself away. But if, but if your spouse says to you, wow, I'm really hurt right now. You know, when you did this or you said this, that it really hurt my feelings. It made me feel unlovable or whatever it might be. What do you want to do? You want to reach for them. You want to put your arms around them and hug them and love them tighter and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't mean to hurt your, hopefully you, you believe I didn't mean to hurt your feelings and I'm so sorry, sorry. But if somebody says you really pissed me off or that made me mad, you, you know, it's fight or flight, right? You either want to get away from them or you're going to duke it out. Exactly. Right. Hmm. Uh, You, you have some pretty cool resources on your website, right? 
Yes, definitely. And, um, you know, so we can save you time and also money because we have some really great, uh, if you just go to our blog, there are tons of ideas you can kind of sort through. We have some great uh, date ideas that you can do at home or you can take them out. So those, there's a lot of free resources that are on there. And we also have a date concierge service. So if if you don't have time and you would like, or you're not that creative and you would like us to plan a date for you, we can do that. And being members of Mom Nation, you get a really, we give you a really great discount as well. Awesome. Yes, that's right. You were on the discount list. Mm-hmm. So could you just repeat your website real quick for us? Sure. It is funfantasyritual.com. Awesome. Anything else that you'd like to add before we get over to part two? Um, nope. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, other than just, I think before you throw in the towel, and especially if you have children and what divorce does to children, I would just make sure that you really have exhausted all resources that you've given it a few months or six months to really try and see if you can uh, work things, you know, work things out in some way. Good advice. Carla, would you give that same advice or what's your take? Absolutely. I would give the same advice. Divorce is, it, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy by any means. It's a very high emotional process. Um, so once you get to the point where you say, you know what, this, this is really the route that I'm going to take, the best advice that I always give my clients is for the love of God, please stay reasonable. Because it is only, you know, you're only going to make your job 10 times harder, my job 10 times harder, when things just become so unreasonable. Um, of course, you know, me. If you can't find that spark, like Dana was talking about, if you've already exhausted all your options and you're really going to seek, you know, litigation and divorce, um, you you have to see divorce as, you know, that, that there are steps to it. And I mean, at the end of the day, we loved each other so much at one point, we can be as amicable as possible. Um, mm-hmm. Divorce is not, you know, one case is the same for everybody. It's a case by case basis. There's some uglier than others. And sometimes it has to get ugly because sometimes the other person is just that unreasonable. But if you know your partner and you're going to use litigation as a form to pick all the spots that you knew during the marriage that really hurt that person, then it's just going to, you know, litigation is going to increase. So really it's in the power in the, it's in the hands of the clients to know how the litigation is going to go basically. Um, mm-hmm. You just have to, if there's children involved, you have to think about what's in your children's best interest. I mean, it's up to you if you want to leave that up to the judge, but I mean, who else to decide about your kids than you? So, um, I mean, unless you have specific questions about the divorce process, there's really, it's it's kind of like a roadmap. You have, um, there's different issues such as spousal maintenance, community property, the legal decision-making of a child. Uh, then there's child support, of course, and parenting time. So that's really the bulk of a divorce, depending if there's minor children or no minor children. Gotcha. That was awesome. So there's, there are some questions to ask yourself when you, when you decide on this route though. Correct. And those questions are, is, you know, I have to look at the assets that are involved, you know, how much money, how much is the community worth? Um, How much money are you going to end up with? Because I mean, at the end of the day, money's just money, but of course we all need money to live off of, right? Of course. So then you also have to think about how much money is in the bank account, how much money, you know, is my interest? Do we have houses? How much are the interest in those houses? Um, so we have to divide those assets. So you really have to maybe sit down with yourself and think, okay, um, not so much what's mine, but 
equitably, which kind of means fairly, what can be mine? Or how are we going to negotiate this? What are we going to keep? Because believe it or not, people even fight for trash cans. Was that a mediation at one point where they couldn't, you know, they wanted the electronic trash can and we were there for another hour deciding who was going to keep the trash can. I mean, those type of silly things that people don't realize that can get a little out of hand. So sometimes, you know, you just want to sit by yourself and you really make a list and you want to say, you know what, these are the things that are really important to me. These are the things that are not so important to me. And maybe here's the middle list of what can we negotiate out of it if property is that big of a deal in your marriage. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if there's little ones involved, you also have to sit down and who else to decide that with, you know, your partner and be like, what is going to happen with our children? Who's going to make those important decisions? How are we going to exercise time with them? How is this process going to be as less painful as possible for them? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it really does. It's just so much to think about. Now, what about if you have businesses, one or two or couple more than that? And it goes again to that community property. You know, you also have to think about what was prior to marriage and then what did we get during the marriage? Um, If there was Mm -hmm. businesses prior to marriage, um, how much did that spouse work those businesses during the marriage? And maybe you're not entitled to half of it, but maybe you're entitled to some interest on it. Uh, Of course, Mm -hmm. this is where, you know, you'd want to get a good experienced attorney to be able to calculate that interest. Uh, if they're not entitled to half, they may be entitled to some. Why? Because the law sees what is equitable again, which what is fair. So then they have to look at, okay, what are you owed for the time that you put in? Same with as a property. If you had a house, maybe you bought it prior to marriage, but then during the marriage, you both upkept it, you both renovated it, you both put work into it. Okay, so now maybe you don't have half of it because you didn't get it um, during the marriage, but you owe some interest to it because you both worked at it. It's very, you have to see it in terms of what is fair. Uh, and a lot of people, once they're in the divorce proceeding, they're like, well, it's not fair. I had it before the marriage. Yeah, but what you're not seeing is how did he contribute to it? Now, he didn't contribute anything at all during the marriage. And he was just, you know, sitting in the couch while you renovated this whole house and did everything yourself. Then, of course, his interests may go a little bit lower. But the thing with Arizona, it's also a community property state. So what a lot of people don't understand is that when people say, well, it's my money, I earned this money. Well, no, it's the community money. You, Even though it's your income, it's really both your income. So then mm-hmm. that's why when we say calculating interest is how much of the money the money in the community spent on these assets. Do, does that make sense? It can be a little bit complicated. For sure, it can be super intense yes. and scary to go out alone. Um, you know, so I feel like it's really important just to just to come out and say it getting a professional when you're at this point is probably going to make or break your experience. Absolutely. Especially for those people that have a lot to lose. I mean, I've seen, and sometimes where it gets really scary is those people that, you know, have businesses and maybe it's all a cash business, you know, where they're just maybe car salesmen and they're selling these cars and these cars are under different names and you have this flow of cash and nowhere to report it. They don't put it in the bank. And then of course the other person lucks out and it's really hard to prove, but I mean, through testimony, through aggressive litigation, it can get ugly, which is why I'm saying not one case is is the same in all cases. Um, So you'll Mm -hmm. have those ones, like you mentioned, there's businesses, then you'll have those other ones where there's just houses. And then there's some that they don't have any assets out, but now we're just fighting about the kids. Uh, And then there's some money in the bank. Um, But the point that I'm trying to make is that when a person tries to decide on divorce is really try to to remain as reasonable as possible and be as fair as possible because a lot of people don't understand that. Well, I, you know, took care of the kids and now I don't want him to have any decision making. Well, 
that's great, but you know, he's still entitled to some decision making. Why do you feel that way? Well, because he was never there for those decisions. He never went to the schools, but maybe now he wants to. So you have to give him the opportunity. And it's really hard to pull some people out of that mindset. Um, and it's mm -hmm. important to keep in mind, you know, this this is what's going to hurt your child in the long run. Do you just want him to see one parent or isn't it best to see both parents? Does that make sense too? Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. It's it's a really struggle. Sometimes it's it's we have to. Nobody's gonna win in a family law. That's it's, it's a misconception. Like that I want this. I have clients that are you know I want to win this this and this. It's 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 a give or take. It's a, what what can we give? How can we take? It's it's finding the middle ground because nobody there's really no winner in all of it. Right. It's just what's fair, like exactly. you say. Interesting. And so, if somebody decides, all right. I've asked myself all the hard questions. I've written down all the assets. As far as I know, now what? Honestly, complete transparency is letting is communicating that to your to your spouse, letting them know. You know, I I think it's time we start talking about divorce. Why? Because either you guys speak to it on a one on one to in a way be on the same page, so that you guys can obviously find your own counsel. Um, but you eventually in a divorce proceeding, everybody has to give everything up. You can't hide assets here. You have to show them what you have. Um, so if you have a lot of money in the bank that's hiding, even through proof of discovery, you know, it's, it's going to be ongoing and you're going to have to give it up. Now, if you really want to hide it, don't tell your attorney, of course, because ethically you have to, you know, disclose everything that you have. Um, so the, the best way is if you trust your spouse and you want to sit down with your spouse and have that complete transparency and, and show them, you know, um, th th this is what we have. How are we going to divide this up? How are we going to come to the middle grounds? What do you want? Here's what I want. And see what what's the give or take going to be. How ugly is you're the best person to determine how the case is going to go moving forward. Right, right. So that's, that's the best thing so that you could do. Do you offer any resources on your website um, that somebody could go to and kind of check out and just get a feel for the services you offer? You know, I know that the website with the firm that I'm working with, um, they're trying to get their website up. So it's still in the process of getting their website going. Um, it should be sometime in the next month. So I'll reach out to you when that's ready so that you guys can share it. Um, but as far as resources go, um, even behavioral health professional, the best website is actually the court's website. They have, uh, I mean, attorneys are on that website and then you have the resources of, you know, see, seeking the forms, instructions, et cetera. Um, counseling, there's even the same court system. But like I said, personally, unfortunately, it's not up and running yet. No problem. So if somebody had any questions, they're listening to this. And they're thinking, you know what, I just need some advice as far as the step, next steps to take. Can they just give you a call? Absolutely. And I do offer 30-minute free consultations. They are more than welcome to call my office and set up an appointment. And uh, Awesome. What's that number? 623-404-2544. Awesome. Is there anything else that you feel like you want to add that maybe we didn't talk about? No, I feel like we pretty got, I mean, again, there's just so much out there. Um, I don't know if I can hit every single detail, but again, a, a divorce proceeding is really those main five things that I mentioned um, that you have to keep in mind. It's really that roadmap, you know, spousal maintenance, community property, 
legal decision-making, parenting time, and then child support. Those are your main five points in any divorce proceeding. And of course, where it gets heavy handed is in the community property and division of assets. Right, right. Awesome, Carla. Really appreciate you both being here with me today. And moms, I hope you're loving the information. Please definitely comment, like, give us some hearts wherever it is, whatever platform you're on that you're listening to this to. We would love your feedback and we would love to know how you're you're liking the information. See you later. Bye. Moms with aspiration, moms are inspirations, moms in circulation, moms at their workstations. This is a mom nation. Moms with aspiration, moms are inspirations. Moms in circulation, moms at their workstations. They make a nation. This is a mom nation.